Hi, I'm Amanda, and it is what it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It Is What It Is. This is Amanda, your host. (sighs) I've gone back and forth about what I want to talk about today. I get very much in my head when it comes to these solo episodes and question why anybody would want to hear what I have to say. Um, which is interesting because I get, you know, these guest episodes I just did, I was really fired up about them and taking my notes just flew right out of me. And, um, you know, I really love talking with other people, but I still struggle to sit here with just me and this microphone. And, uh, man, that sounded, I was a little bit Southern there microphone. Um, anyway. I'm, I'm stalling. So let's, let's just get into it (laughs) because I still resonate deeply with the reasons why this podcast was started in the first place. And I am showing up today, trusting that whoever needs to hear this is going to hear it. And before we get into that, I'm going to do a book pull from Clarity and Connection, um, which is the poetry book by Young Pueblo. Let's see what this book has for us today. When you feel agitated because you think someone you love is not growing quickly enough, remember that you had to go slowly before you could make real progress. Managing your expectations and knowing that people grow at their own speed will save you from interrupting your peace. Mm, I love that. So, What I want to talk about today is divine timing. And if that feels, you know, the word divine, if that feels a little like woo to you or a little bit too out there, then maybe you can instead get behind the idea of trusting the process. Shout out to my Philly fans. Um, Divine timing. What is divine timing? It is essentially the embodiment of the phrase that everything happens for a reason. Everything. Yes, even the bad things. And don't get me wrong, I've definitely been in a space of wondering why is this happening to me? Why I had to go through the things I had to go through, why I had to experience so much pain. But what I have come to believe over the past year or so is that everything is always happening for me, not to me. And the first time I heard this was during my first tarot reading. There was a um, there was a card called, uh, I think, The Ever Unfolding Rose. And it said something to the effect of life is happening for you, not to you. And it has taken me all that time from July of last year when I had that reading 
really until just recently to like really grasp this idea and actually start to believe it. Um, Over the past year and a half or so, I have done a tremendous amount of reflecting on my life, Um, especially focusing on the past few years, as well as my past relationships. And um, this week I just got my final divorce paperwork in the mail. So I am officially divorced. Um, and the letter from the lawyer started off with congratulations with, with an exclamation point and everything. And I have really wrestled with my emotions and thoughts over the last few days. Like my initial reaction to that letter was congratulations. Like what a weird thing to say about getting divorced. I didn't feel like I should be congratulated. And I know, I know the letter was not like, congratulations, you're divorced. It was like, congratulations, you're done with this fucking process. Um, but I didn't feel like congratulations was the right word. And I felt like a failure. Quite honestly, the word, the word that I was using to describe myself initially was a loser. And over the past few days, I've really tried to sit with this as much as possible. But like, my desire to binge eat has increased. Uh, I have spent hours sitting on my phone, scrolling through social media. Um, And there's this critical part of me that feels stupid for thinking that my ex-husband would ever change. Stupid for thinking that I would be the one that he would change for. But here's a cool thing. I, I have done enough work both in and out of therapy during this time period where I am starting to hear a different voice a loving and supportive voice. A voice that tells me that it wasn't stupid to think that a man who loved me or said he loved me, lived with me, proposed to me, married me. It's not stupid to think that someone that does all those things would really actually want to be with you. (laughs) Uh, This voice tells me that I did the best I could with the level of awareness that I had. Um, This voice that tells me I wasn't stupid to think that someone would or could love me and choose me. I was just looking in the wrong place. I was trying to get that from someone who just could not give it to me and it didn't have anything to do with me. And one of the biggest questions I've wrestled with in the wake of ending my marriage is why? Why did I have to marry him? Why did I have to go through all of that just for it to end? And if I'm being completely honest, I went through a period where I was very angry um, I still get angry sometimes, but not not so much anymore because, because I realize that anger is a cover emotion. Anger, anger is what you feel when you don't want to feel what's underneath of that anger. And for me, underneath that anger has been a lot of grief and sadness. Um, but I've been angry. Angry because I felt like that whole experience was ruined for me. That experience of being proposed to planning my wedding, shopping for a wedding dress, um, that whole experience of getting married and and all the experiences in between. I I feel, I have felt like sort of robbed of that. Um, Like those moments are all very special. Um, and, And there's a part of me that feels like that was taken from me and it was taken from me. Not that I was an unwilling participant, but, you know, someone who seemingly had 
good intentions making those memories with me and, and doing those things with me. And I've blamed him quite a bit until recently. I, you know, like, how could he do this to me? And why would he make me promises he never intended to keep? Uh, I've written him a lot of letters that I haven't sent um, with a lot of fuck yous in them, you know? But you know what? Like, blaming him hasn't helped me. I think it's only made things worse. And I think that it has delayed my process and delayed my healing. Um, uh, You know, I don't even want to say that because the whole point of this episode is that everything happens for a reason. So I'm going to validate for myself that I was feeling, I was feeling what I needed to feel when I needed to feel it. My process has been what it has been. And it's been that for a reason. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, like, in no way am I excusing the way I was treated by my ex-husband or any of my former partners. Um, I was actually reminded today of just how fucked up (laughs) things were, particularly in my marriage. But uh, this stuff showed up in all my other relationships, too. Um, And so I, I think it was on Instagram, I came across someone was doing a research study, and it was about gaslighting and abusive relationships. Um, you know, you had to do an initial survey to see if you qualified. And mostly it was like, how old are you? Have you been in a relationship in the past few years? Uh, things like that. Um, but I wanted to share, I actually took a picture of the computer screen and I wanted to share some of these responses because while I was doing it, I was like, wow, I don't know. It just, it just hit me different when I was reading it like this. So here we go. The first few were yes or no. Um, We would like to know if a current or former adult partner ever did any of the following. Lied to me. Yes. Hid objects, information, or events from me. Yes. Told me I was too sensitive, paranoid, or crazy. Yes. Try to convince me that their version of the story or event... uh, Try to convince me of their version of a story or event rather than mine. Yes. Claim something was my fault when it was not. Yes. Try to convince friends, family, or authority figures of their version of a story or or event rather than mine. Um, And then try to convince friends, family, or authority figures that I was too sensitive, paranoid, or crazy. And I said yes to this, not not because he, he didn't do this with any of my family members that I'm aware of, but... Just um, just the circumstances of me finding out about uh, the last girl before I left. Uh, like I ended up asking one of his best friends, did you know that he was cheating? And his response to me was cheating how? So, you know, like people knew and he was surrounding himself with people that probably made him feel like what he was doing was okay. Uh and I, I am certain that there were times that we would fight because, and his go-to would be to leave, um, like physically leave the situation or the, the place where we were, that he would go talk to other people, um, either people that he knew and maybe said some things about me overreacting or whatever. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I did say yes to that, even though that didn't happen with like my family. Um, Let's see. 
hurt me or treated me badly, but then pretended it never happened. Yes. Challenged or undermined my perception, knowledge, or memory. Yes. Tried to convince me that I was not good at something. Yes. Tried to convince me that people I trusted were not actually trustworthy. Yes. (sighs) Claim they said something that I don't think they said. Yes. Insisted they never said something that I remember them saying. Yes. Changed something about the physical environment, but pretended they had not to, like hid something or moved something. Yes. Um, Specifically, what came to mind with that one was every time he would be on his phone, like his phone was always face down, never face up. Because the few times that it was face up, he would get a notification and I would see it. And it would be Snapchat from some girl or it would be a notification from a dating app or whatever. Uh, accused me of saying something that I don't think I said. Yes. Insisted that I never said something that I remember saying. Yes. Claimed that something happened, though I do not remember it. Yes. Insisted that something I remember never happened. Yes. Claimed the way I saw, heard, or remembered something was incorrect. Yes. Uh, and then, so then the next part, if a former... And, you know, this is not the whole thing, but this is just some of the pictures I took. If a current or former adult partner ever did any of these behaviors, to what extent did it make you distrust yourself or feel crazy? And the scale was not at all, a little bit, moderately, quite a bit, and extremely. Uh, So the extent to which lying to me made me distrust myself or feel crazy, all of these were extremely. All All of these things extremely made me doubt myself, doubt my feelings, think that I was crazy. I mean, how could you not think that you're crazy when someone is saying and doing all those things, you know? And I like, I lost touch with what was real. And it, you know, this, this behavior and this bullshit was not just exclusive to my marriage. This 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 has come up. I've gone through the same pattern with men over and over and over again. Um, and and that that's mostly that's mostly what I was left with after doing those questions. Is like, of course, I doubted myself. Of course, I didn't trust myself. Of course, I had no concept of reality. Like, duh. Not even in a hateful way, but just like, I don't know. I don't really know how to say what I'm trying to say. You get it, right? So all of that is to say that not none of that is okay. If you're being treated like that in a relationship, it's not okay. And it was really painful to realize just how many... I, I answered yes to like almost every single thing. I think there was like one or two... Um, And then there was a couple things that it was like related to this, this past relationship specifically, like he never hit me, he did break shit around me, but um, not like on me, but uh, he did not ever hit me. I can at least say that Um, of of this relationship anyway. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, The reason I bring all of that up is because I want to make a point. (laughs) So let me go ahead and get to that point. It's not, it's not so black and white. Like it's not, it's not, it's this and that. (laughs) Like uh, one of my favorite podcasters says, 
Um, there, there is space for more than one thing to be true at a time. It can be true that I was mostly treated like shit in my marriage. It can also be true that I had to do some work of my own that I, I was not aware of in the context of that relationship. Um, and I recently heard something that really struck me. When you point a finger at someone, you're pointing three fingers back at yourself. And again, this is not to blame and it's not to excuse any kind of shitty behavior. But what I've realized is that every time I was, you know, pointing a finger at him, so to speak, maybe not literally, but um, you know, asking him how how could he lie to me so easily? Why didn't he seem bothered by the fact that I was so hurt by what he did, asking him why he didn't care about me. I was actually asking myself those things. How could I lie to myself so easily? Because deep down I knew, I knew every time something was happening and he was being unfaithful and yet I tried to talk myself out of it. And why wasn't I bothered by the way that I was hurting myself through different forms of self-abandonment, whether overeating, dissociating? Um, why, why didn't I care about myself? The love and validation I was so desperately seeking from him needed to come from me. It never had. I don't, I can't recall a time that I've loved myself, honestly, until, until now. But before that, I can't. And I, I was trying to find that safety and that love and that security in other people. And, and people like him who were actually mirroring back to me how little I cared about myself. And I, I realize that now that I... I kept finding myself in these interactions until I realized it. Like there, there. So this is what I'm trying to say that there's, there's space for more than one truth. Like, yes, it's true that I did not deserve to be treated that way. And, and that, that, that behavior is not healthy or acceptable in a relationship, but it's also true that that, that was something about me. So, let me get let me get back to this divine timing, trusting the process. Everything happens for a reason. I I've realized that I had to go through this. I had to go through all the same cycle, the same relationship until I figured it out. Not because I'm bad, not because I'm not worthy of unconditional love, not because I deserve to be treated badly, but I had to go through this because if I didn't I don't know if I would have been able to break this cycle for myself. I don't think I would have been able to start coming home to myself. I think I really had to learn this lesson the hard way. And not only that, but if that relationship never happened, I wouldn't have moved. I, I probably wouldn't have moved back to Virginia. And if I hadn't moved back to Virginia, I wouldn't have ended up with my current therapist who has helped me work through so much. And, you know, that's just one small example. But as I look back on my life, especially... <sighs> especially these last few years, because I have an easier time remembering the last few years, um, I can really see that nothing is an accident. Like I can see how every little thing led me to where I am right now. And I'm getting so much better at trusting that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, that everything is happening the way that it's supposed to. And through that experience, I have gone from being someone who would do anything to keep someone to someone who values her peace over everything. I read something today uh, that said, when you're trying to date me, you aren't, or when you're trying to date somebody, like you're not, you're not competing against other people's partners. 
or you're not competing against other people, um, spending time with you is being compared to my own solitude. I'm mixing this up, the, the different tenses. So let me just stick with me. When I'm seeking a partner, you're, you are not being compared to other partners. You're being compared to what it feels like to be in my own solitude and not lonely and not depressed and not sad, but like it, you're you, spending time with you is being compared to what it feels like to be in my fucking zone. And so I have to ask myself, is being in your company better than being alone? Am I able to grow with you like I am? And this was, this was still part of the post, but am I able to grow with you like I do when I'm alone? Do I feel safe with you? Do I feel joyful, peaceful? Um, and what I would add to this is, does being with you require me to abandon myself in any way? Um, in my marriage, I had abandoned myself to the point of not knowing myself. And I'm never going to do that again. So all that pain, all that chaos, all that abuse, it has gifted me that. And I'm not actively seeking a relationship right now. I'm really focused on myself. So instead, I'm applying this mindset to just my life in general, to experiences, relationships, um, opportunities. Does this thing require me to abandon myself in any way? Does this thing allow me to be my true self? Do I feel safe? Am I able to learn and grow? And these things were nowhere on my radar like a year and a half ago. And now I have standards, like actual standards that I'm not willing to compromise on. Like I, I'm going to go back and do it again um, when I feel ready to date again. But earlier this year, I did it twice. I made, I made a list of like non-negotiables for a future partner. And then I found myself in a relationship that relationship ended and I realized I needed to be more specific. The old me would have been like, Oh, this didn't work out. I have too many. I'm asking for too many things. I need to like reduce my list. But me now I'm like, no, I need to be more specific. (laughs) I need to be, I need to be very clear about what it is that I want, not just in my relationships, but in my life. And, and I think, What has been helpful for me, if I'm having a hard time conceptualizing what what I want, um, I can at at least I can connect with how do I want to feel? Maybe that's not how I feel right now, but how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in a relationship? How do I want to feel at a job? How do I want to feel whatever? Any, anything that comes into my life, any opportunity in the form of a person or a whatever, how do I want to feel? And um, so, yeah, I went back and I got more specific with my list. And so I made a list of non-negotiables and then I made a list of like, would be cool, <laughs> like things that would be cool to have. And that, that actually came at the recommendation of Jess Walker, who um, did the cover art for the show. Uh So I have, you know, my list of non-negotiable things. And that list is not forever. I can change my list if I want to. It's my list. I can do what I want with it. Um, But, you know, my my list of like would be cool. I think on there I had like if I find if I found a guy that had a motorcycle, that would be cool. But like I'm not going to say no to somebody because 
they don't have a motorcycle. But that is such a distinct difference from like now I'm like, you know, it would be cool if he had a motorcycle. Um, but I, I would be okay if he didn't. But me entering into this marriage and these relationships that came before it, like my standard was like, it would, you know, I, I only had a would be cool list. Like it would be cool if we went on dates sometimes. And that list was not a non-negotiable list. It was just, well, okay. If I don't get what's on my list, it's okay. And now I'm like, no, if I don't get what's on my list, it's not okay. I'm not asking for too much. I wasn't asking for too much then. So yeah, I got a little fired up over that, but like, I'm just blown away by that difference right now. Um, Like, who am I? Who, who am I with these lists and these standards and uh, almost demanding what I want out of life? I only get one. We only get one life. What do you want out of it? What do you want to feel? What do you want to do? <sighs> All right. There's one more thing I want to talk about before I get into cards and wrapping up. Um, I participated in a group guided meditation for the new moon the other night. Um which was what last like Friday or something. I don't know much about astrology, but what I do know is that this new moon and that there was a solar eclipse that happened like the day before something like that. um, That ended this 18 month cycle that began in June of 2020, whatever the planets are doing, they've been there for 18 months and things are shifting. And don't quote me on that. Cause like I said, I don't know hundred percent for sure. This is just what I remember from what I've read on the interwebs and what came out of this meditation thing. Um, so the ending of this cycle is really calling us to let go of the people, the behaviors, the things, the beliefs that are not serving us anymore. A chapter is ending. A new one is beginning. We are outgrowing our old selves and shedding whatever we need to shed in order to get to the next level. And the woman who guided us through this meditation called it a clear cancel and delete meditation. So I'm still um, not great with meditation. I'm actually about to start a 30-day meditation challenge. Wish me luck. Um, Again, I have a hard time just sitting with myself and my thoughts. But uh, so I had a few animals come up during this meditation. Uh, I had a lion come up, which to me meant strength. And then I had a bluebird, which I had to look up after the fact. Um, and the website that I found said that the bluebird symbolizes taking control of your life, not letting anyone steal the joy you have found. Um, it also mentioned living an authentic life, but here's the part that was really significant. So at first I was seeing myself turning around, trying to grab at my old life. And I was kind of feeling around in the darkness and realized there was nothing there. It was like, It was like a restaurant or a store or something like it's shut down. The lights are out. Nobody's here closed for business. There's nothing left. (laughs) The liquidation sale has happened. And so then I turned around towards the future and I put out my hands, but this time I had my palms facing up when I was looking for the the past. I had my palms down, you know, kind of like feeling around, but this time I turned around facing the future. I have my arms out palms up. And I was handed 
uh, it was like a crystal ball, but it was glowing like bright white light, um, blinding almost. But and it was like, I don't know, it was like warm, just this ball of crystal light, not like crystal light that you put in your drink. Anyway, I was asked, so I asked, like, I'm looking at this ball of glowing light in my hand and I'm like, what is this? And what I was told is that I don't get to know yet, but I will see soon. So again, being asked to trust that I'm headed in the right direction, even if I don't exactly know what's next. Um, And right before the end of the meditation, I saw a few like human faces that I didn't recognize and they were friendly and warm. I didn't know who they were, but I was not like threatened by them in any way. And I feel like that was a sign that was telling me that there's new people coming into my life soon. And I left that meditation feeling very hopeful and excited um, and feeling like I really need to meditate more. So I'm going to. So, all right, here is what I want to leave you with before I pull some cards. I believe that you cannot mess up something that is meant for you. Um, Whatever is meant for you will always find you at the right place, at the right time. Very cliche, but I believe it. And I I believe that before we are born, we choose the experience we're going to have in this lifetime. Um, And I, you know, I've had days within the recent past where I'm like, I looked at this. My life is not bad. I want to say that first. But I've, I've just been, I've experienced some pain recently. Um, You know, I've been through a lot this year. And sometimes I question like, oh, I I looked at that one and was like, yeah, that's good. But you know what? I did. And there's a reason for that. And I don't know all the reasons for that yet. I haven't really nailed down like what kind of higher power I believe in. I don't really believe in like God, but um, I do believe that we are always being guided. And for me personally, I've learned that my life is a lot less complicated when I stop trying to force things to happen, when I just let go and trust that everything is working out in my favor, even the things that hurt me and even the things that don't make sense in the moment. Again, divine timing. Trust the process. Everything happens for a reason. Even if it doesn't make sense right now. And again, like we've said on this podcast multiple times before, everything happens for a reason, but what the fuck? Ride, ride that wave of what the fuck to the other side so you can see why. And it'll, it'll, I'm telling you, you'll figure it out eventually. There, I've had moments within the recent past, even the past few weeks where I'm like, oh, I get it. And, and I've been building on this conclusion about my marriage and my past relationships for a while now. But that's an example of that. Like, I get it. I get why I had to go through those things. Because now I, I shifted. I, And I'm going to talk about that on another episode. But um, I got my lists. I've got my non-negotiables. I've got my would-be-cool list. And I'm, that's how I'm approaching my life. And, and any relationship that I enter from this point on. Um but mostly right now I'm focused on my relationship with myself and how I want that to feel. And I have some work to do. So with that, I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this right now, you're going through some kind of transition. You're leaving an old timeline behind. Um, And so I haven't pulled cards in a minute. 
on on the podcast. I'm going to pull a few cards to tap into what you are releasing, what you're making room for by releasing that. And then I'm going to pull a crystal card for each pile to see, excuse me, got the hiccups, to see what energy might support you through this transition. Um, So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a pile one through five. Well, you can pick a pile one through five, or you can just wait and see which message resonates for you. So let me, let me get you some uh, shuffling ASMR here. Oh, dropping stuff. little more ASMR. All right. I had two fallouts. So that's the first pile. crystals and I'll do this all at once. Get you some more ASMR in here. I don't know about y'all, but I love ASMR. I used to hate it. I used to think it was weird. And I think I said this on a, on a recent episode, like I, I don't really like the mouth sounds, but like I watch an ASMR video on YouTube almost every night before bed. They are so relaxing. I can't describe it. Anyway. Check out ASMR, I'm telling you. Life-changing. All right, let's get us some crystals. Two. Three, four, five. Five gets two, apparently. All right. Group number one. Again, feel free And of course, the moment that I'm trying to pull cards is when Jet decides he's extremely thirsty. All right. Feel free to pick a number, one through five, or you can just wait and see which message resonates for you. So group one. um, Let's see. What was I asking? What are you releasing and what are you making room for by releasing that? Um. Okay. So for what are you releasing? The card is release. And this is from, I don't know if I said this already. This is from the sacred destiny Oracle. Um, and I know you can't see it, but it's a tree with red leaves and there's leaves falling. Um, so in terms of what are you releasing and the answer is release. I think what I'm getting here is that You've been telling yourself, and this this piles for me. You've been telling yourself for a while that you're you. I'm letting go. I'm releasing. I'm let. But now, like you're actually doing it. It's actually happening. And um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I have these two trees right outside my apartment, and all the leaves are gone now. But right before they all fell, they were bright red, and it was beautiful. And I was just thinking about how like 
that transition that a tree goes through before it drops all its leaves, it, like it's very bright and intense. Um, and so you may, you may be feeling that, um, or you may have felt that within the past few weeks, just that intensity, um, almost like anxiety, like you can feel the buildup, but it's actually happening now. You are actually letting go. You are actually moving on. You are shedding these leaves. And so what you're making room for by actually letting go of the things you've been saying for months that you're going to let go of, you're making room for new beginnings. And this card is beautiful. It's a mountain range with this beautiful, it's, it's like a combination of a sunset and the night sky, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think actually what that sky is speaking to is with the astrology and everything, yes, we are ending this like big 18 month cycle, but um, sometimes cycles are very small. A cycle is literally a day. A cycle could be an hour. Like it's, you don't have to go through all these big transitions all at once. In fact, it's going to be a bunch of little transitions that lead to the one big transition. Um, and then the, <laughs> wow, the crystal that can support you, the energy that can support you right now is smoky quartz, let it go. So again, you've been saying you're going to let it go. And I think, I think what's happening right now is you've been telling yourself for a while, I'm ready, but you weren't ready. And now you are. So let it go. File two. What are we releasing. Um, releasing flow. So the card has a big bright full moon with a starry sky. And there's like a river underneath of it. That's uh, relatively calm. Um, and so I think what you're letting go of is you're letting go of control. You're letting, go, you're letting go of the need to control the flow. Uh, how, and when I say the water, I mean whatever it is that you've been trying to control or hold on to. How it looks. Uh, letting go of the how and the why. Um, and, just, and just trusting. You're, you're, let, you're letting go of the need to control what things look like. And you're trusting that things are going to look like the way they're supposed to look like. And what you are, what you are uh, calling in or making room for by releasing that control is relaxation. And again, there is a big bright moon and there is a person in a hammock reading a book. So once you give up the control, constantly trying to control what's happening in your life and, and the how and the when and the timing of everything, if you can let that go and just trust Imagine what you can do at that time, <laughs> like how much time you will have when you're not trying to control everything, right? And not just what can you do at that time, but you are being specifically called to use that time to relax, read a book, do something that you like to do with no, with no purpose, like break out your coloring book, uh, uh, trying to think of another example and it's not really coming to me right now but like you know I'll I'll sit down to paint and I'm painting because I want to create inventory and then ultimately I mess something up because I'm not actually in like a creative space 
um, create or do something just because it makes you feel good. And then the, the crystal, the energy that can support you right now is citrine, bring in the light. Um, I think a lot of us have spent a good, quite possibly a good portion of the past two years in darkness and bless you dog. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean that we've been, some of that has been, you know, dark, heavy depression, sadness, whatever, but we've also spent time in the dark to get to know those parts of ourselves. And now it's time to bring in the light. Um, now it's time to get to know these other parts of yourself that you don't know yet. Not, not the dark, scary, hidden subconscious, but like the external things. Um, so yeah, group three. I'm just trying, I'm making sure. Seeing what order these go in. All right, group three, what are you releasing? Um, purity. And it is a white wolf with a blue eye and a green eye and some snowy trees. And what I'm getting with this one is that you are releasing this idea, this old idea of who you are. The, the good girl, the good boy, the people pleaser. Um, you have spent a lot of time defining yourself as the go-to person, as, you know, you would, you would give them the shirt off your back and all this stuff when really it, it's just people pleasing. Like you've been, you've been making yourself uncomfortable for the sake of other people's comfort. And you're letting go of that now. You are prioritizing yourself and what you need. And by letting go of that, you are making space for patience. And I think this is really patience with yourself. Uh, giving yourself some grace. Being understanding of yourself. Understanding that releasing an old identity and old behaviors and old ways of being, that takes time. It takes patience. It takes time to integrate these things. So... Um, you're, you're shedding this old identity, which will make room for this new behavior of actually like being patient with yourself and encouraging yourself and having compassion for yourself. Um, because when you're stuck in that people pleasing place, all you can think about is making other people happy. And now you're thinking about making you happy and the crystal and the energy that's going to support you in this is black kyanite, set strong boundaries. So when we break away from people pleasing and when we stop doing and being the person that everybody wants us to be all the time, um, people, the people around us get uncomfortable, right? Because they're used to us behaving a certain way. And then when we start acting another way, the people around you are like, who is this? And the way to survive that and combat that is to set strong boundaries. Be very clear. Make make your list, make your non-negotiable list. This is this is what I am willing to tolerate in my life. This is how I want to feel in my life and if it's not that, then it's not invited. <laughs> I don't have space for it. 
Group four. Let's see. Yeah, this is right. Okay. Um, what are you surrendering? What are you releasing? Um, you are releasing trust, which initially sounds bad, but what, <laughs> but what I'm getting from this is that you are, you are starting to practice discernment. You are starting to realize that you can't trust everybody, that you're not safe with everybody. Um, and again, this, this kind of goes back to the third one with people pleasing. So if you pick three, this all might, might also be for you as well. Um, yeah, discernment is just, is what I keep getting. Like you are, you are learning that not everybody is for you and that you cannot trust everybody. And you are being very mindful of who and what has access to you and your energy. And by releasing that, um, it's almost, it's almost like you're letting, you're putting your guard up for bad people or maybe not bad is the right word, but you're putting, you're putting a guard up for people that are, that are harmful to you, but you're also starting to let down your guard for people who will fill you up, people who will, um, make you feel good and, and help you grow and help you learn. And so what you're calling in and what you're making room for is then flexibility. Um, and again, similar to the last one um, with the patients, this this flexibility is a new, um, it is a new way of relating to yourself, but it's also a new way of relating to others. So being flexible in that when you are presented with new opportunities, instead of just being like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Like things that, things that you wouldn't normally be comfortable doing, um, pushing the limits of your comfort zone. That's what I'm trying to say. Being flexible with using that discernment so that you can be flexible with your time and your energy. And that you can let new things in and new people in and new opportunities in. And you'll know when you're presented with an opportunity or a person or whatever, you'll be, because of that discernment, you'll be able to recognize like this, uh, this is for me or this is not for me. And you get to decide. And the energy that supports you in this, the crystal that supports you in this transition is, is um, Shungite. Detox your life. So again, going back to that trust and um, who has access to you and your energy and what do you have time for, um, getting rid of anything, clothing that you don't actually wear, books that you don't actually read, uh, maybe you need to end some relationships, like really detoxing your life from, from the things that don't fit anymore. And if you're being really honest with yourself, and again, I'm talking to myself here too, but if you're being really honest with yourself, you'll be able to see the things that don't actually fit that you're trying to make fit. And it's funny, I actually did a meditation not too long before I recorded this, and I got this image of me trying to fit like one of um, 
the board, the, the board with the, it's got the circle and the square and the star and the triangle. And I was trying to fit the square into the circle hole. Like it doesn't fit, doesn't work. <laughs> so the same thing here, you've been trying to fit some things into your life that don't fit anymore. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you. You might be questioning like, why can't I make this work? Why isn't this working? It just doesn't work. doesn't have to be a big thing. Let it go. Get rid of it. Sayonara. Last one. Group five. Interesting. All right. What are you letting go of? The card is change and it is a white horse. Looks like, um, like on the carriage rides, uh, white horse attached to a hot air balloon. So you are really saying your resistance to change. You have started to see examples in your life where change has been good. Change has been healthy. Change has brought in new things for you. Um, so you're starting to get to release some of that resistance and what you're making room for. And the reason I said interesting is because this card, it's called gateway and it also has a white horse, but this is um, specifically a unicorn. And so I think the fact that the first horse is just a horse and the second one is a unicorn, that that is a visual representation of your transformation here. Um, but in terms of this gateway card and what you're making room for, if you are... And again, this <clears throat> this feels like a common theme from the last one. So I think it's good I did five. It feels like this is going to be complete here in a second. But the gateway, when you, when you get rid of your resistance to change, or at least uh, minimize your resistance to change, you start to see more opportunities. You start to see things that you didn't notice before. And actually... I've been catching up on a different podcast, Mind Under Matter, with Ramin Nazer and Shane Moss, and um, they were talking today about, and this was a, this is an old episode, but um, they were talking about the Where's Waldo books and um, how you're looking for Waldo, and as you're looking for Waldo, you're missing all the other things that are happening in that drawing, and I, and I really thought about it, like, those Where's Waldo pictures, they're super intricate. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on in those pictures and you're so busy looking for Waldo. So what's happening here is you're releasing that resistance to change. You're going to stop looking just for Waldo and you're going to lead, it's going to lead you to these gateways. It's going to lead you to look up from only looking for whatever Waldo is for you, whatever thing you've been stuck on. And you're going to look around and be like, oh my God, look at all this other stuff. I didn't even know this stuff was here before. Um, so that's what you're making room for. And this uh, two crystals came out here. Um, Apophyllite, stay positive, and rainbow obsidian, heal your heart. And actually, the there's a heart shape on the rainbow obsidian. It's pretty. Um, stay positive in terms of this is not like toxic positivity or spiritual bypassing or like just change your mindset and everything will be fine kind of bullshit. But um, staying positive in the sense of, again, discernment. Uh, like an example is 
if you experience a rejection of any kind, if you don't get a job that you applied for, if you have a breakup, if you, whatever, if you, any sort of rejection is actually, what is the saying? It's a redirection or, um, you know, it's a protection. It's, if something doesn't work out, it's because it wasn't meant to. And that just means something better is coming. And then heal your heart. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's been some kind of heartbreak, but I'm, mm, I'm feeling like this specifically references your relationship with yourself. This is really a nod to self-love. Um, and really taking a look at how do you treat yourself? How do you speak to yourself? How do you take care of yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Again, talking to myself here. Need to take better care of myself. Um, really paying attention to your destructive, destructive behaviors. And I don't say destructive in a judgmental way because not only have I been there, but I am still there. <laughs> I've eaten like shit all week. Anyway, pay attention to the ways that you are currently and the ways that you have hurt yourself in the past. Um, like an example of this, like I said, for me is the eating. Something happens, something hurts me and my reaction is to eat and then I overeat and I can't stop eating and that hurts me. Um, and I've had the thought recently of why is it that when I am in pain, my reaction is to hurt myself more. <laughs> And so again, I'm not saying this to come from a place of judgment. I'm, I'm truly coming from, from a place of I have been there and I am there and I get it. Um, but maybe starting to ask yourself some of those questions. Why is it that when you are in pain, your reaction is to hurt yourself more in some way, whether it's to eat or use some kind of substance or, um, and hurting doesn't have to be like physical hurt, but if you, if you have some kind of big feelings come up and then you go drink, you're, you're numbing, you're numbing that, that is, that is hurtful to you. Not, not necessarily because alcohol is bad and whatever. Um, everything is okay in moderation, I suppose, but you're hurting yourself by not looking into that hurt, examining that pain. That's the hurt there. So I hope that makes sense. Um, and I hope that you were able to get something out of this, one of these readings, or maybe all the piles were for you. Shoot. I think that, uh, I took a little bit away from each one of them. Um, and I want to add before I go that this, this episode and this reading, these piles are timeless. I'm, I'm setting that intention that like whenever, Maybe I, I released this episode in December and you're not hearing it until May of next year. Still applies. Um, take, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say before I go, because I keep forgetting to say it, is huge shout out to Jess Walker, who did the cover art. Um, another huge shout out to Doug Halliday, who did the music. I keep forgetting to shout them out. And every time I feel so bad. So very grateful for both of them. Very grateful for all of you that continue to show up. 
especially on these episodes where it's just me rambling. I really appreciate you. I love you. I see you. I'm here for you. Reach out. Um, so yeah, see y'all next time. Bye.